Hello, I'm Sean Capri, gamer, podcaster, human being. Every day, millions of podcasts are downloaded onto smart cellular telephones. These are incredible devices that have changed our lives for the better, but sadly, more podcasts are going unrated on iTunes now more than ever. An unrated podcast can suffer dire consequences. But if you act today, if you review We The GamerCast right now, you can ensure this cute little hungry podcast will get the nutrition and education it needs to grow up to be a doctor or a teacher. If you rate We The GamerCast on iTunes today, screen cap your review and tweet at Sean Capri, hashtag WeTheGamerCast, and we'll send you a photo of Sean eating a gluten-free sandwich and reading a comic book. We'll also read your review at the top of the show. To make the biggest impact, you can show your support with a haiku review. Don't let your favorite podcast go hungry. Support Canadian creators today and help end sappy appeals like this one. It's me, Sean Capri, and welcome to episode 33 of a brand new, rebooted We The Gamer Cast. It's hosted by WeTheNerdy.com, and it publishes on iTunes every single Monday, except last Monday, but we'll get to that in a second. Welcome back! Thank you for sticking around, thank you for listening, thank you for subscribing, thank you for rating us on iTunes, and for sharing, and for... Talking it up on the Twitter. It's good to be back with you guys. I have to tell you, it's it's been a weird... It feels weird right now doing this. It has been two weeks. I've done a couple other shows, which I'll get to at the end of this show. I'll tell you about my other podcast. But uh doing this one-on-one thing with you. I haven't done it in 14 days. And it feels weird. But we're going to keep it moving. So thank you so much for being here, guys. We'll talk about why it's been 14 days in just a little bit. But if you're new, here's the deal. Every week I have sweet hangs with a stranger from the internet, and we talk about video games, we get to know each other, and if you want to be part of the show, just all you got to do is tweet at me. That's it. At Sean Capri, of course, Sean like Connery Capri like the pants. Just like Tim Router from Married to the Games two weeks ago, or the last episode. We had him for an amazing episode, and I am just so grateful for, I mean, the fact that anybody even listens to this still kind of blows my mind, Um, but I had a ton of amazing feedback, and the guys gave me a great shout-out on their show immediately afterwards. So, I that was sort of like, that was a dream come true, because I've been listening to Married to the Games for a long time, so uh, if this is your first show, go back to that one. Have a listen to... To Tim Router, him and I just, we just kept going. We're going to have to have him back, I think maybe for a post E3 something or other. I, guys, I'm so freaking excited for E3. It's not even funny. I, I have so many ideas, way more than I have 
time for <laughs> to do on this show or on We the Nerdy. And there's just, you know, I don't know if you guys get like this. Like I get almost, almost overwhelmed. There is so much to do. And I take the week off work <laughs> for E3. I mean, there's, there's chat rooms that you can be in that you can like have little groups and, and reactions. And there's articles to be written. There's just so much. I can only imagine what everybody over at IGN and, and the people who actually get paid to do this will have to go through. There is just a ton to sort through and it's all a race. I, I tried to report on it last year a little bit just to see what I could do with we the nerdy.com. And, uh, gotta tell you, those guys all make it look really easy because, um, I found myself just kind of like, okay, maybe I should just Google what the actual announcement was rather than, listening to it writing it down getting it accurate and then posting it up immediately i mean it's a skill those guys are good gotta give them props for that kind of stuff because we we just we talk about the news reporting on the news totally different anyway i don't know where i got off to this it's gonna be a long intro guys it's been a little while but before we get into everything else what i've been up to where the heck i've been let's read a really nice review from my new friend fiona mckinnon who Guys, I don't even care. If you're on this show, you can review it. I would actually really like it. It's really helping, I have to say. Uh, reviewing this show is really great, and you'll get a nice little shout-out. So I'm just going to go ahead and, and read this lovely review uh, from our friend Fiona McKinnon. And thank you again, Fiona. You're just, you're a rock star. We're going to have to have you back as well. Oh my god, how many people can I have back? What a crazy ride this is. Okay, here we go. Review from Fiona. If you want a podcast that is fun, entertaining, upbeat, and an overall adventure from start to finish, look no further. Where to start? Knowing my fellow Canadian through one of the best communities on the internet, I was above beyond impressed by his podcast. I started listening a few days ago, and believe me, I have issues (laughs) listening to some podcasts in brackets three-second attention span. But he is incredibly lively and really has a way with not only his guests, but his listeners as well. I had an unbelievable pleasure of being a guest on his podcast, Brackets Covering Xbox slash Microsoft Predictions for E3. Check it out. It was my first time ever being on a podcast, and I could not have asked for a better host. He really knows how to listen to his guests and makes you feel like you're an old friend just hanging out, drinking double-doubles at Timmy's. So please stop whatever you're doing and give an episode a shot. I promise you, you will be hooked. Fiona, I... What can I even say? That is... That's the best review. I give your review... Five out of five, of course. Fiona gave the podcast five out of five. Thank you so much. It, um, I, again, I can't believe anybody even listens. So that's, that's awesome. I don't, I don't look at numbers. I have no idea how many of you are out there, but, uh, the feedback that I get on, on Twitter and, and just, well, I actually had somebody recognize me in San Francisco. That was so weird. I felt like he's like, Hey, you're Sean Capri. And I'm like, I, feel like we like do we know each other like and i've totally forgot you like did we go to high school together just one of those so i said hey and then he told me later that that he knew me from from the show and that was pretty awesome pretty weird (laughs) but but pretty awesome um but if i don't see you in the streets you can always say hi of course on twitter or join us on we the nerdy's facebook group um again the fan group we the Nerdy does have a page, but it really just pushes out the articles and stuff. So where the conversation is happening is in the fan group, so you can search We the Nerdy fan group. And a big shout out to Gary Gray, uh, because he found 
<laughs> the We the GamerCast Twitter account <laughs> that I didn't even know existed. So after he 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 tweeted, I believe it was he tweeted me and at We the GamerCast, and I'm like, wait, who the heck who has that? Because it it isn't me. But um, maybe you guys wonder why at the start of the show I say it's a brand new rebooted We the GamerCast. Well. This show is, has taken on many different forms in the past, and this obviously being a, a much different format from most shows, but We The GamerCast used to be a different show. It used to be just a couple people talking about the news, kind of your run-of-the-mill kind of uh, video game podcast, and then we changed it. I came in and I'm like, I like the We The Nerdy, I like the community, I like We The GamerCast, let's, let's talk about me and somebody else, let's get to know all the nerdies out there, if, if that's a thing. So, I found We The GamerCast has a Twitter. I called in support. I did some hacking, slash not really hacking, just had some emails forwarded to me instead of another email account. And now I have a real We The GamerCast Twitter account. So that's way longer of a story than it deserves, but feel free to follow that. You can always send in questions and stuff. That's what I think we're going to do with that that account. I think that's probably the best way to do it. It's, it's probably the easiest way for you guys to submit like questions or feedback on the show or things like that. Um, feel free to, to send it to that account. I will be figuring out what to do with that. <laughs> I don't really know. Like, cause I am We the Game. It's just me. <laughs> so I don't know. But if you guys like, that's always good. I hear that Twitter is going to be removing the character limit from pictures and from usernames. So if you, if somebody had, like, We the GamerCast is a really long username, uh, I think, I think Twitter will be removing the character limit that is, uh, any characters that, that, like a link or picture or username. I think that's happening. Maybe you guys can, uh, let me know if I'm wrong. Send me, uh, send me a tweet at We the GamerCast. I don't have a clever thing. I don't know what, uh, like Sean, like Connery, Capri, like the pants. I don't, I don't know what to do with We the Gamer Cast, but we'll figure it out. I'm just workshopping this stuff with you guys. So yeah, uh, library goodness time. I don't really have anything new, uh, and that's because I was on vacation. Of course, if you guys follow me on Twitter, you know uh, I was in San Francisco for the last ten days, and that's also the reason why I did not have an episode last week. So. If you listened last week, I ended the show by saying, I'm going to record something right away. Okay, bye, Jason. And, uh, immediately after that, I'm like, why would I record something now? Like, why wouldn't I, why wouldn't I do, like, a live, this is what's going on in San Francisco? Cause that would be kind of neat. Um, you know, I, I knew that I would be going to IGN, which we'll talk about in a second. I knew I would be there for kind of funny live. Um, I would have some handheld gaming stuff that I would be talking about. So I, I decided not to record the episode. And then when I got to San Francisco, I thought I had everything that I needed to record it. I had, I brought down a small microphone that didn't end up working at all. <laughs> um, I thought I had my, my theme song from, which is actually called Light Man, which is a great theme song and I love. Um, didn't have that and I couldn't, couldn't find it to redownload it again. So I spent I spent a good amount of time last Sunday trying to put the thing together because I did have my conversation with Gabe Carey, which we'll get to in a second. I had it with me. All I needed to do was just record this stuff, put some, put it all together, and then and then uh, and then put it up there. And I got a little stuck. And I'm so sorry. I 
I hope you guys know I really stressed out about it. This is the first unplanned missed episode. The the first week that I've missed unplanned. And of course it happens after talking to Tim Router, who the guys from Married to the Games, they've been doing this show for three years. They're going on episode 200 pretty soon here. They've never missed a week. It's just so impressive. And so and it means a lot to me to have this stuff out every single week. I'm so sorry that I missed it. But that's why. Excuses, excuses. But, um, yeah, so the library, <laughs> I was, was also causing me a little bit of stress because, you see, you get these emails that come in whenever one of your holds are in. So what I do is I go on the, on the website and I search what games we got for PlayStation, what games we got for Xbox and all these other things. And I just start placing holds. Whatever game kind of interests me, I just check. It's so easy. It's a really easy way to also get overwhelmed <laughs> because if some of these games come in at a bad time there's really nothing you can do about it so if you have other games to play or if for example you're not in the country <laughs> there's really nothing you can do uh, so they only hold it once a game comes in they only hold it for you for seven days and of course i was in the states for 10 days so as soon as the last email i got before boarding my plane and losing my internet at least uh my, my 3G or whatever, my LTE coverage. Uh, my last email I got was from the library saying, hey, Battleborn and Rainbow Six Siege are in if you want it. And I'm like, no! Even if I couldn't even cut my... I'm not going to cut my trip short <laughs> to come back and get those games. Um, but now I, I lose I lose those games back at the bottom of the list. So probably won't get around to those ones anytime soon. Uh, but maybe some magic will happen. We'll stay tuned on the library goodness. Uh, so we'll see. But I mentioned I, I wanted to kind of give an update on the things that I was playing. So I ended up, we, we, I really wanted to bring my PlayStation 4 down because I've been playing the heck out of Doom, which I'll talk about in a second. And, and once we decided that we weren't going to bring a console down, it was all going to be handheld mobile gaming or whatever. Uh, I started to panic a little bit there too. <laughs> you notice there's a theme here. This video game stuff causes me a lot of stress and turmoil. Uh, so what happened? I, I couldn't decide what the heck to bring. I couldn't, I couldn't narrow it down. My Vita, I've got a, a 32 gigabyte card in there, but my 3DS, I have most of my games are physical. And so in order for me to figure out which games it's going to bring down, I had to see all the games that I own. So I had to, I dug up every single 3DS and DS game. Cause once you start, it's like pulling the thread and the whole sweater unravels. I, I wanted to see what our whole collection was like. I basically just reorganized our entire, like Game Boy Advance, Vita, 3DS, and DS, like everything. We had it all laid out. Um, and I just reorganized everything. I started to realize I've got some games in some place, in one place, totally disorganized. Anyway, this is just, this is a little insight into my mind. This is, this is why I don't have episodes up. It's because I get preoccupied with completely obsessive compulsive stuff like that. But it was fun. By the end, now I've got a complete sort of collection of all the games that I have. I know where everything is. So it makes me feel better at the end of the day. So that's kind of great. Do you guys do that too? Let me know. Tweet at me at Sean Capri. Let me know like what your kind of weird quirks are. I'm totally like, make me feel better. At the very least, make me feel better about this. Uh, so I ended up bringing a bunch of games. I only played one of them. <laughs> That's the worst.
worst part. Uh, I only played Bravely Second the whole time. And the thing about this game is, honestly, I, I don't think it's very good. The game itself, the story, I don't think is very good. Um, they've introduced these weird side missions where um, you can... You'll ultimately end up in a battle. And the problem is, the reason I don't like these is because sometimes it's just like, I don't think this is much of a spoiler, but you encounter this person who you've never seen before, and, and they want to, they want to decide what to do with their life. And so, depending on the advice that you give them, uh, somebody's gonna be so mad at you for giving them that advice that they will, they will battle you in a <laughs> fierce, bravely default battle where you're just going, you're, you're you're taking off thousands of hit points off these guys all because of this the advice it doesn't make any sense and so not only that but some of these side quests are are basically uninteresting uh some of them are great but all the the only reason i'm doing them is is so that i can level up without grinding and uh so i don't know why i kept playing i don't know why i'm continuing to keep playing this um when i do hit the story it's great Eh, not great. It's good. It's good enough. And I feel like I'm far enough along that um, I might be able to finish this one. I didn't finish Bravely Default. I didn't finish the first one. So maybe there's a little bit of guilt coming in there. And I don't really have anything else on my... Like, when I really look at my entire collection, I don't really have anything else that I, that I really want to get to. So I will continue to play this on, on the bus to and from work. But uh yeah, overall this is this is a game that I'm just playing just to just to finish it, which is pretty sad considering I just I had a great time with the first one and I and more recently I had a great time playing Fire Emblem Fates. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. PlayStation Plus continues to give me free games for my Vita. So I I might jump back over there, but I'm I'm enjoying my time just even having my 3DS around. I'm also very tempted to get a new 3DS so that I can jump on all the the Super Nintendo Virtual Console games, or even Hyrule Warriors Legends. I would love to have that on the go. So we'll see. My birthday's coming up. So my wife tells me I'm crazy because we actually already do have a a new 3DS, but it's one of those, it's the limited edition uh, Majora's Mask one. And I refuse to take it out of the box. (laughs) So I might, I'm, I'm keeping my eye out for a used one or refurbished or something like that. I, I already have just a whole a whole boatload of of 3DSs just still in their cases. We like to collect them. It's kind of stupid. I get it, um, but that's the way that goes. What else is going? On? If you guys, I don't know if you need to hear about this. My on the first day in my my vacation, I I got a pretty wicked sunburn, and it and it has left me with a t-shirt tan that will that will stay with me probably for the remainder of the summer until the sun goes away. Or until I, maybe I just continue to play games throughout this sunny summer. Um, and the rest of me just goes back to the, the pasty whiteness that is below the t-shirt. That all happened on day one. So I, I look pretty ridiculous. I've got the, I had the, the t-shirt tan, but even worse than that, the, the sunglasses tan. That line that extends, you know, on the side of your temples. Pretty awful. And then on day two, I chipped my tooth. <laughs> I was doing a stupid thing trying to and it's not even not even exciting. All I was doing was opening a plastic bottle of water with my teeth and I thought it was supposed to go one way and it was actually going the other way and my 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 tooth chipped. So 
I'm looking pretty awesome these days. You guys. <laughs> and uh, so we landed, we got back on Friday. Today is Sunday as I record this. And um, so no dentist has been open from the entire time I'm back. I've been back home. Uh, I'll call tomorrow morning. We'll see how, how we can fix this up. Because I look ridiculous. I just, I'm starting to like chew gum over the weekend. I just like, let's, let's just chew gum and then like shove the gum in, in the space between my front two teeth. And it just kind of covers up my space. It covers up the little chip. And I don't know why I'm shoving my, I'm like pointing at it right now. I don't know if you can hear. I'm talking kind of weird because I'm actually pointing at the chip and trying to feel it as I'm ta- telling you about it. That's, that's dumb. Bad podcasting. But what else? I told you it's going to be a bit of a long one, guys. I want to, I want to, I want to let you know what's been up. Um, I was really lucky to get in with, I don't know, probably a couple hundred people for a tour of IGN. This was, uh, the first full day that we were there. We had, uh, we got to go on a tour of IGN and it was just completely eye-opening. It was totally surreal. I mean, you see a lot of, a lot of IGN in, in the videos that they do, you know, when they have, uh, Sometimes when they do the the news, it'll be kind of in and around the office. And uh, for the most part, it was pretty, like, it's pretty much what I expected. But it was, it was pretty eye-opening in that, you know, a lot of people will ask the same old questions for, for everybody at IGN is, like, how do you get a job there? How do you, like, what's the best way to get started and things like that? You can almost, and, and they had a Q&A afterwards, and of course they talked about that as well. And it, and it dawned on me, I can't believe they... They talk about this all the time. They being like editors and the hosts from, from IGN. They, they have to answer this question so often. I feel like, um, they're, they're kind of missing something that, that occurred to me while I was there looking at all the different variety of jobs and tasks that everybody is doing. There is so much video. There's so much coding. There's so much, all these other things, but all anybody really sees are like the articles that go up or the people who are on the podcast or the people who are in the videos, the hosts. Um, and so I don't know. Let me, let me know what you guys think about this, but I would say <laughs> to anybody asking, cause well, nobody's asking me this question, but I would say the best way to go about getting a job at IGN or one of these places isn't the normal answer that you're getting from. Like it's not necessarily writing about video games every day it's not about getting a journalism degree or even making your youtube channel and generating a following from what i saw honestly and i I don't think that this is really opening a can of worms or anything from what i saw learn how to code learn how to build a website learn how to manage and create and code and program databases i like the the stuff that like the guts of the website learn how to do that i feel like it seemed like Everybody who is working on that stuff thoroughly enjoyed their job. Uh, it's, it's not quite as public as, as the host stuff. And, um, I just think that that would be really interesting. I would love to, cause a lot of the, the website is sort of, there's, there's stuff that gets posted to, you know, like the homepage, but there's a lot of intertwined stuff, the way that relationship management works, a lot of the tagging and metadata and the way that everything kind of comes together. Learn how to do that. I wish I could go back to university and do a little bit more um, management information systems. It's it's totally way more exciting <laughs> than it sounds. Uh, but yeah, dealing with, with databases and stuff like that, probably a really good way if you wanted to kind of sneak your way in to a place like that, according to me. But what do I know? 
Got to meet a bunch of the hosts there, guys. It was really awesome. We were led around the office by Jared Petty, and he was on his A-game, just telling us all to come hither. He was super nice, and uh, he led us around the office and yelling at people, telling them to tell us what they do for a living. And uh, the other notable, too, was Jose Otero, who, um, when he does Nintendo voice chat, it, he runs a tight ship. And so I was actually a little surprised at how gracious with his time he was. And, um, and I hope that doesn't, I, I hope that doesn't come across as, as anything but just, just pure surprise. Not like I expect him to be a jerk or anything, but, um, the, quite the opposite. He was, he was such a sweetheart, actually. I ended up chatting with him just for a couple of minutes, and, uh, then another fan introduced himself. And so I was just, which is fine. I walked away, and he taps me on the back and says, Hey, man, I just, before you go, I just wanted to thank you so much again for coming around. And I was like, that's, I don't know. It was just really nice. And uh, as we were hanging around San Francisco, we saw him walk around the street again, and, and he waved and said hi. And, and that was – it was just neat. Being in San Francisco and seeing all these people that you know from the internet just kind of walking around grabbing coffee, it was pretty amazing. And, of course, the reason we were all there, kind of funny live too, this thing was off the chain. I didn't know what to expect. I guess I was more mostly expecting um, just live podcasts. I knew that there was a bit of a production. I'd seen most of the video from Kind of Funny Live, one from last year. Um, but this thing was huge. It was jam-packed. There was over a thousand people. Uh, you've probably heard about this, but I mean, just seeing... <laughs> they did like a lip sync battle and Cisco came on <laughs> to do the thong song with Tim. It was unreal. The crowd just went absolutely crazy. And then they did the Pokemon song. It was, I don't even, I can't even describe. And to be honest, the whole thing, like you, you, you feel very proud of them because like I've been following these guys for since the beyond days and to see them put something on like this was, was incredible. It, uh, it brought brought me back though. I I was thinking about neighbor Matt and I used to do beer fest. <laughs> we used to celebrate my birthday by hosting fifty or sixty of my closest friends with beer kegs in the garage or my parents' garage, by the way. And they were very patient with me to to host this stuff. Um, so we had we used to do this thing where we would have full on video production. We would have two TVs set up in the backyard and these intro videos to all of the events. We would explain like how they would how they would happen we would have videos for all the teams so everybody came together and they would be you know like England and Ireland and the United States and all these all these people competing in drinking games <laughs> uh so we used to just stay up all night thinking of like what games can we create for drinking and and what are we going to name the teams and how are we going to introduce them through all these videos and all these crazy ideas and we would make a DVD out of it we actually have I guess three, no, four years of, of my birthday immortalized through technology. And, uh, we just, we were just by back then we were so ahead of the game in terms of sort of amateurs making video. And so when I went to kind of funny live, I was reminded of that and how those guys just kept going with it where we kind of got old, <laughs> I guess, and went on to normal jobs and stuff like that. And I was just kind of, I guess I was, I guess part of, my reaction to this is aside from being completely wowed, I would just had an amazing time would totally recommend kind of funny live to anybody who's even remotely a fan. Uh, but I, I left kind of funny live on the second day 
and I guess I was kind of being a little bit weird, and I couldn't really figure out, like, why. It was very overwhelming. There's a lot of people there. There's a lot of um, community meetups that uh, I didn't really go to, and um, I'm not really sure. I just, I felt kind of strange. I was weird after Comic-Con, too. Like, I don't know what it is. I, I sort to think about, like, maybe that, that, that stuff, like, you'll just never get to do that kind of stuff. Maybe that's part of it. Um Maybe it's, maybe it's just getting old, I guess, in that, like, all, if you were to do any of that stuff, uh, like, get paid for it or anything like that, those days are long gone. <laughs> like, my, my path is pretty much set. And so, I guess I was getting weird because of that. Which is so stupid because, like, today I'm talking to you, I'm, this is the best. Even just talking to you right now, this is the greatest. And I, and I don't really want, anything more but when you see it like just that's how it's done it's very inspiring but also a little bit i guess crushing too so i was i had i had uh i had some weird times after kind of funny live but the good news is i i was able to just rest totally recharge i slept so much and now i'm i'm back and i've got a thousand ideas for this show this is all i really want to do so I can't wait. I've got some amazing guests lined up for the next couple of weeks. We're going to take this thing in a, in amazing places. And I'm, I hope you guys will stick around with me. We'll see where this goes. I'm very excited. We're coming around to my, to my conversation with, with Gabe Carey here. Just in a little bit. But I want to let you know, also, I've been playing Doom, as I mentioned. I'm super excited about Mirror's Edge, which is launching this week. Pretty sure I, I have that pre-ordered, so I will be picking up Mirror's Edge, and it will basically just continue to stress me out <laughs> because I now have it. I, I, a friend of mine called me up and said he just got the division, and I'm like, I will totally jump in. I I feel like I missed the boat on the division. Want to play that with him? I'm not quite done Doom yet. I want to play the multiplayer on that. I barely scratched the surface on multiplayer in Uncharted. Uh, as I mentioned, Overwatch is coming out. There's just, what happened? There, there used to be like this lull at the beginning of the year, the first half of the year. And that lull is gone. I, uh, my, my backlog is not getting any smaller. That's for sure. I'm, I haven't scratched anything off the backlog in forever. Um, and E3, holy crap. One week from today, we will see Zelda. I, f like, I feel like I don't even believe it. Even though we've been told that's what's gonna happen. We will see Zelda. We will see probably new hardware. But I don't think so. I'm pretty sure I predicted that Sony will not show us the PS Neo. I I don't even know, you guys. We'll see. We'll see what happens with, with E3. I'm so excited. As I mentioned, there's, there's too much to consider with E3. All I can do is just look forward to it, and I hope you guys are excited about it as well. Oh, and a big... Oh, how did I forget this? Thank you so much to Justin Masson from Nintendo Dads um, talking about adding new games to the to the backlog. But I don't plan on doing that on this one. I, I got to get to this. Thank you to the Nintendo Dads. I, I did an episode with them and we just totally hit it off. I mean, we, we had Justin on here. They had me guest on Nintendo Dads there right before Justin went over to Ireland. As I mentioned on the show, I'm pretty sure that's where King Bono lives is in Ireland. It's King Bono, I think. He runs the show over there. Thank you to the Nintendo Dads for giving me a code for Runbow. It's uh, it's an incredible indie game. It looks very intriguing. If you guys know anything about it, you know that it's 
Um, it's like a little platformer that you can play with, I believe, up to eight people. And it's all color-based. So your character is one color and uh, the background will change colors. And if, and if um, the platform changes to the same color as you, I guess? I'm not explaining this very well. It's very dynamic. And so you could feel like you're having a really good run at it and then the platform disappears and then you're dead. So we will see. I, I'm actually going to go download that right after I post this. I'm going to see how it goes. Thank you again to the Nintendo Dads for that game. I'll probably have more to say about it next week. I probably should have left that until next week, but I'm not going to edit this. Um, oh, you know what? I'll leave this next story for next week. My brother asked me if he should get a PS4 or an Xbox One, and I'll leave that for next week. We'll come back to that. Let's get into it. This has been going on forever. Thank you guys for sticking around. It's a mega-sized episode, but I feel like I owe you. Uh, we, we missed last week. So my guest this week is Gabe Carey, and he reached out to me uh, on the Kind of Funny community over on Facebook, and he wanted to share his story. I think he's got a really amazing story. He writes at techradar.com. I won't give anything else away. Let's get right into it. Here he is, Gabe Carey. <laughs> Back in December, um, I was in my I was I was in my second year of college, um, and it, it was my my third semester in college. And I decided um, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm going to classes. I'm miserable. I honestly sitting in class sometimes. I just wanted to kill myself, like just sitting there. What were you uh, taking? It was so painful. Uh, I was taking. Um, I was originally in game production and then I switched over to publishing. Okay. Um, it was like a business degree, but I just sitting down in a class, uh, was never my style. Uh, even in high school, I skipped a lot of my classes. I stayed home and I built a website at one point. Um, and it, it was always just like side projects that I like to do, mm-hmm. uh, rather than, you know, focusing on the academics. Uh, so. And was it kind of like it- like kind of like pleasing the parents kind of thing going to college and that cause yeah, it yeah like yeah basically that um my mom really wanted me to go to college uh to i guess mostly appeal to my grandparents her parents um it, it was just like expected of me right um but but i never wanted to go uh back in um when i was in 11th grade i went to 11th or 12th i'm not really sure I went to GDC. I flew out. I was invited um, to go to GDC and uh, produce coverage there. And I met, um, I snuck into a Telltale Games party. And <laughs> I met Greg Miller. And he told me, um, when I was there, he told me to chase my dream. And he told me um, to not let anything get in the way. And I thought college uh, from the beginning was something that was getting in the way. And he later. Uh, when I got home, he tweeted at me, um, and he said, you're going to make it. I have no doubt. And that was one thing that like stuck with me for a few years. Cause he was always someone I looked up to as kind of a hero. Absolutely. That's your path, man. Yeah. And for me, uh, I was in, in school, I was surrounded by people who 
uh, didn't really seem like they were motivated or passionate or um, like ready to get out there and do things. They were just kind of there to get the degree and get out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for me, it was always about doing extra stuff. Um, so I, I, I built this website. It got, I, I wanted to bring people on um, and help them get the jobs they wanted. People who were less um, driven to just go out there and get it. Um, so what was the website called? Um, originally it was called B10. Um, and then we rebranded as uh, current digital magazine. What is B10? It, it was a really stupid name. I made <laughs> up when I was in, um, it, it was baloney technology and entertainment news. Cause we weren't full of baloney. <laughs> I came up with that when I was in 10th grade. It was really stupid. Uh, but then we kind of distanced ourselves away from that, and I mm-hmm. did Current Digital Magazine, which didn't go over as well, um, traffic-wise. So Maybe I kinda... two on the nose. Yeah, I think so. B10 does sound very interesting. Like, I got to know what this thing is about. Like, what is Google, even? Yeah, right. One of those weird names. I love it. So that makes sense. And then I brought, I brought people on, and they ended up... Um, I've had people from that website um, work for Nintendo, Funimation... Um, at, like doing copywriting work mostly. Oh wow! Uh, and I, at at the time, I was just kind of stuck. I was right. like, "Wow, these people were working for me, and they're doing way better than I am." <laughs> um, and I felt like I was missing out on something because all these people were either out of school or they never went to begin with. Um, what were those I, conversations like when they finally had to say, "Like, look, man, I'm going on to this other thing." Um, like, was it, Oh, I was, I'm totally supportive. Oh, awesome. Um, I've had people actually, um, start their own websites and I'm still like, go for it. Yeah. Like do what, do whatever your heart says. Um, because, you know, I get that people don't want to work for free. I was just doing it because I wanted people to have, uh, an outlet to, um, start a portfolio basically Mm -hmm. to have, um, to have links and, um, clips to send to uh, other publishers and uh, wherever they wanted to work for to write about games because that's mostly what we were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I was more on the technology side, but for the most part, we were games. Um, and well, meanwhile, you get a whole different set of experience and skills like managing people and trying to like make sure that the website... like It's, it's a different skill set along, along with what you're doing as a writer. It is because it wasn't just... People underestimate the amount of work that had to go <laughs> into the back end of the website right. and maintaining that. I spent almost a month um, trying to manually um, – what, basically what we had in the back end was called a multi-site yep. um, with WordPress. Uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with WordPress. Yep. We the um, nerdies on WordPress right now. Awesome. Um, so I had a multi-site and I wanted to go to – I wanted to bring like the sub site um, or the the secondary site over to just a single install um, and bring like bring the separate them basically manually in FileZilla. My and, my head just exploded just now. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so I had to do that for like a month um, because it took me that long, and I was spending like all of my time outside of class doing that. Right. I had no time for anyone or anything, and. Uh, that I, I don't really want to do that anymore. But the experience uh, really helped because it helped me get this new job. 
um, because I needed FileZilla experience. Oh, nice. <laughs> which was, like, super convenient. Um, but last May, um, basically, I was... Uh, my parents had, were pushing me to get a job because school was out and, I, like, I had nothing to do. And for weeks, I was just laying in bed kind of unmotivated because I could dream yeah well, <laughs> or <couldn't>, that <laughs> not really because I wasn't making any money yeah uh, it really sucked it's, uh, only when, it's only when you're like working nine to five Monday to Friday where you're like that sounds incredible lying in bed and doing right. that right really but then when you're doing it you're like I need to get a job <laughs> yeah exactly um and I couldn't even like get a job at Starbucks or anywhere like I wasn't getting any calls back for any for any kind of job do you have, like, a Mike Tyson tattoo on your face? Is that why? <laughs> no, they just never called me back. I would oh, apply, and I would never get anything back. Shoot. <laughs> uh, no, I, I feel like I'm well presentable, and um, I'm not really sure what, what the deal was there. I guess they just, like, overlooked everything. Oh, for sure. Um, or maybe I was overqualified because I was doing um, copywriting work for, like, two years in high school. Total. Well, you know what? That is actually a thing. That yeah. players do worry about. That is a that is a real thing. Like, mm, this guy's gonna stick around for an hour and then take off. Which is probably true. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how long I could uh stick with a job at Starbucks. I I'm I'm really bad at customer service because I I don't put on a great customer service face. I, I'm, not a- I'm not convinced that really anyone loves customer service. I think that that's just what we end up doing. <laughs> no one ends up... Uh, pe- some people are really good at putting on a face, but I'm terrible at it because I'm brutally honest. <laughs> <laughs> so people would be like ordering their Starbucks and it would have like... It would be like a, one of those 30 second or two minute orders of just... It's a skinny, super no fat, blah, 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 blah. And you're like... Good God, just at order a coffee. <laughs> like, what are you doing? I would just walk out right then. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, yesterday, I went to a restaurant, and uh, with my, my parents were up visiting, and we, we all went to a restaurant together, and there was a guy, uh, our waiter, um, was like, what time is it? Um, I'm, I'm off work. Like, he just asked us. Um, he was waiting our table, and he was like, what time is it? I'm off work. I was like, that would be me if I was a waiter. Uh, just brutally honest. I, you know what? I'm not being paid for this. I'm out of here. Peace. <laughs> so you're, you're playing games in bed, I'm assuming, for weeks on end, looking for a job, and then yeah, actually, some sort of opportunity. Not, not a whole lot of uh, video game play was going on. I was too depressed to even do that. I was just like... I, I felt um, useless. Um, I felt like I had put a lot of effort into building this site, into building uh, this community, um, and there was no real... There, there, I, didn't, I wasn't receiving anything from that. There was no... Um, Reciprocation. Real, yeah. Um, let's, talk is... about, let's talk about that for a little bit, because I think that it's something like anybody who's ever done a podcast or really anything creatively... Like any any art is really it can be extremely rewarding, but it's also got the other swing of it where like if things don't pan out There's no payoff. Oh yeah. my gosh. The feeling the feeling is awful. <laughs> There's terrible. really no other way to put it. Especially when the people who were working for me were doing far better than I was. Sure. Um and based solely on the experience they had with me, because they weren't doing anything before that. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
So I don't know that it just kind of stung a little bit. Even were though... you did you have like kind of like a team of friends or anybody that you could like confide in, or was this like was this all on you kind of thing? It was pretty much all on me. Um, so I spent days. Eventually, I got to the point where I actually felt like applying for jobs, where I had enough confidence, where I was like, "I'm going to apply for these writing jobs. I'm going to apply for things I actually want to do." Right. So, where where in the states are you? I'm uh, I'm in DC now. Okay. Uh, But what's what's the what's the community like there? Like for or would it even matter physically? What's what's nearby? Is it all online jobs you're kind of applying for? I'm basically applying all online. The only thing around here that I know of uh, is like Vox Media, but it's not. it's not like The Verge or anything that sure. I'm qualified for. It's just like political writing. Um, yeah, there's a lot of political writing here mm-hmm. in D.C. because obviously. Naturally. Yeah. Um, so, it, yeah, I guess it really doesn't matter where um, you're located anymore. Uh, everything's going remote anyway. Everything's right. going freelance because um, they don't want to pay benefits. They don't want to um, have to pay <laughs> for the, the rent space, the office space. Um it makes sense to go freelance. Um, that's actually what I'm doing now, even as an editor. I'm full-time, but it's freelance. Even my boss works from home most of the time. That is living the dream right there, <sighs> working from home. Yeah, it's 9 to 5, but uh, they don't really know when I'm not working. Right. Um, as long as I get the work done throughout the week, I'm pretty much good. So what was it like? Were you just kind of sick of being down and like sick of being... like? just tired of being in that space that you were motivated enough because something obviously was in you to pick yourself out of that little slump and start to look for jobs and like that doesn't that doesn't just come out of like I was dating this girl at the time who was very uh driven and kind of the opposite of how I was at the time sure and so she was kind of pushing me to do that um we like we're no longer together for that reason, but uh, it, it really helped that I had someone who was pushing me to get off my ass and actually start applying for jobs. Um, so I applied for like, that's all I was doing for, for a few days. Um, about a week, I was just like for hours, I was finding whatever job I could find. And then um, for, for writing jobs, applying is a way different process than for any other type of job. You can't just submit a resume. You have to submit, you have to write up samples uh, right then in Mm -hmm. real time. Uh, I know that every time I applied for like IGN freelance, I was uh, ripping out those, uh, those news articles they would ask for um, that you had to write right then. Like you'd have to rewrite a press release. Right. um, Or three of them normally. Um, So Doing that uh, is very time-consuming, applying for for writing jobs. Um, And eventually, it it was a funny story, because eventually, um, Digital Trends got up with me, um, which is one of the the biggest tech sites in the world, um, in the top ten. And I was surprised that I got any response from them. I thought it was like, I thought it would be some unpaid gig or something where they're like taking anyone on right um, but i got more information about it and it was uh solid but they liked this windows 10 article that i had written um i forgot what it was even about but it was like some kind of skeptical view of how windows 10 isn't going to be the answer to windows 8 or something oh, like no. that. 
do you remember why you thought that way? I thought Windows 8 was fine. Oh, I, no I see. With it. Yeah, um, because I ignored all of the Metro UI apps. Um, right. And ignoring those uh, makes Windows 8 fine. Um, it's, and- it's just more, it's just a faster Windows 7. Are you talking 8 or 8.1? Both. Yeah. I, think, I thought 8.1 I, I used, was a nice nice little shift. I thought that there was... It's a nice even, shift. Yeah. But um, I had used Windows 8 since the developer preview, and I never had any issues with it. Like, I would just... I would click the start button. Well, it wasn't really a start button, but I'd hit the Windows key. Right. <laughs> I would just start typing in the stuff that I would type in the start menu. Sure. It was no, it was no different for me. Um, but I, I get why people had trouble adjusting to the UI. That's understandable. But I just, I still don't think Windows 10, Windows 10 has its own, its own faults now. Um, I really hate Cortana. Um, yeah, I ignore her. (laughs) Every time I I install it on a new machine, I'm like, oh God, I have to just, uh, opt out of all this shit. (laughs) Yeah. I, I'm sorry for swearing. No, yeah, you're all good. (laughs) It's fine. So they, so they see your article. So they saw that article that got a, a lot of bad response because I had posted that article to N4G. Um, to... Yeah, it wasn't a popular opinion. Everybody was pumped about Windows 10. And, and I think even now that it's released, there's been a, a good response to it, whether forced or not <laughs> by Microsoft. Right. right. Um, and then uh, Digital Trends got up with me um, and they loved that article um, because it was a contrarian viewpoint. And that's essentially what Digital Trends does is go for the contrarian viewpoints. And that's what a lot of media outlets do, is go for the contrarian viewpoints because they piss people off and everyone clicks the link. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's understandable from a business perspective. Um, So I did a lot of those, and it's not hard for me to be negative because I'm very angry. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) You you clearly seem really angry. Like super cheery guy, <laughs> but it, maybe that's part of like nerd culture too, of like kind of like the angry comic book guy. Of, like we could yeah, see we like the ups- greatness and everything, but like if something isn't quite right, like look out. <laughs> yeah, we get obsessed because we're passionate about this stuff, definitely. And that's that's what really separates us from a lot of other like subcultures is um, that we see things and um, we get obsessed over them and. We want them to be the best um, that they can possibly be. And we want to connect with these companies and mm-hmm. um, give them feedback and actually have them accept our feedback. Um, well, and that combined with the fact that in this sort of area, in this culture, it's hard to live in the gray. Like, it's quite often you're on, on a black side or on a white side. You're like one extreme or the other. It's yeah. really difficult to like say... I'm good with anything. Like, most people won't do that. They'll say, like, this is the greatest game in the world or this is the most diff- or this is the crappiest game in the world. It's either a 10 or a 0. And you even That's hear, true. like, some reviewers talk about, like, it's the 5s and 6s and 4s that are the toughest games to review because, like, how how is this not the worst or how is it not the best? So you combine that difficulty in living in, in the gray with... Um, people being very passionate <laughs> it's like a perfect recipe for for something terrible to happen <laughs> right and people were reading my article like um like i was saying windows 10 is the worst thing to to happen and i was like no it's that's not what i was saying i was Eight. saying it's not going to be that much different than windows 8 and i still don't think it is or windows 8.1 at least um, right it's not that much of an upgrade 
but I still use it and I still like it. Uh, and, and plus, I can stream my Xbox games to it, which is dope. That is really <laughs> sweet. You know, I actually use I use a lot of the, the Xbox app quite often when I like record game clips, and then I don't have to transfer it, or I don't even have to worry about recording like oh, streaming yeah. clips or. Uh, recording live gameplay i can just go yep that was sweet i want to use that in a review or something like that and then i just go up to my computer and it's right there it's so easy yeah what's your preference by the way like are you an xbox gamer are you playstation or you just i I have ps4 i have wii u i have xbox one i just built a pc uh, oh how did that go uh that went well the first time yeah i have a roommate who's really experienced um and he helped me out um and it's a beast. Which nice. I, you proud of it? Yeah. Um, and that is an experience. Pretty much every day. Yeah. I uh, I built. So my you really learned a lot about the internals and stuff, and um, yeah. how to get everything to work together. Yeah, it's it's pretty rewarding when it finally like you finally boot it up and like there it is like this thing was just pieces in boxes a minute ago, or three days ago if i'm honest yeah. <laughs> and now it has windows on it like i i still don't really comprehend i can't really comprehend how that how that happens but it is definitely if 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 people have the time for it i totally recommend doing it at least once in your life the thing is like some some pc gamers out there might might be upset with me for saying this but you almost can't do it wrong like as long That's as you true. pick your components right aside from putting glue on the wrong side, like the thermal paste on the wrong side of your processor, um, mostly everything just fits in only one spot. I think that that is probably the, the, the thing I've seen the most of people putting the, when they when they insert the processor onto the motherboard, they put the thermal paste on the wrong side and ruin their $600 processor. It's like, oh my gosh, just Google it for a second. But other than that, like everything just snaps into place and it's like, I don't know why I wasn't doing this the entire time. It's great. So, did you end up writing an article about about? Did you think about that? Like, or like I, I thought about it. Like I, yeah, I wanted to. I wanted to say something about. I wanted to write something about um, being an inexperienced. Uh, yeah. Person uh, building a PC for the first time, but those are uh, kind of everywhere at this oh, point. Sure. Like everyone does that. Um, and I pitched it to my editor, and he said they'd already. Uh, published one like that. They got one. That was for Tech Radar. That was before I started working for them, and I was just pitching stuff. Oh, um, backup. So you were at uh, Tech Radar before Digital Trends? No, uh, this was like a month ago. Um, I was at Tech Radar and Digital Trends, but Digital Trends didn't know yet um, that I was just freelancing for them. Was that um, is that acceptable to them? It's, like, yeah, it's fine because I was only freelancing for Digital Trends. I was just doing it a lot, so it was almost full time. It's like me having like a casual girlfriend and then like finding out that it's not so casual. <laughs> You're like, oh, this is serious. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Whoops. And then Tech Radar was like, I had an interview uh, for this editor position, which was like a new thing. They had never done a full-time freelance position before. Um, and they interviewed me and they said, so if you get this job, are you still going to write for Digital Trends? And mm. I was like, I'm open to whatever you guys want. And they said, uh, we would prefer you to just write for us. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Um, so that's their main, they are like the main competition of each other. Uh, right. Because if you look at these top 10 uh, tech publication lists, they're back to back normally. <laughs> that's awesome. 
So, uh, it's, so what's your beat now? Uh, PC. Yeah. Uh, still, I had to write on computing before. I just didn't. I hadn't built my own PC. I was normally like more into laptops and uh, two in ones, um, reporting on those. And uh, are those still a thing? Like, are people even interested? It seemed like they were kind of a flash in the pan. Like the like the convertible kind of tablets. That's what I oh, assume you're talking sale? about, right? Yeah. Uh, actually, laptop sales are down, and so are tablet sales. But two in ones are the only ones that are going up. Really? Yeah. And desktop sales are always down but i imagine like individual components are probably up because everyone's building them mm-hmm. <laughs> well yeah because you guys have such helpful articles that walk noobs like me through the whole process <laughs> <laughs> yeah those do not come from me <laughs> so so quitting college ultimately led you to your dream job yes um <laughs> I, I i i had a feeling um in my gut Everyone I talked to suggested I do this. I, it's not like I didn't think it through, um, but I was being considered for a staff writer position um, in office at Digital Trends mm-hmm. uh, when I was in school, um, but I didn't really pursue that any further because I didn't want to move to New York. Um, How come? I don't like New York. Oh, it no. It stresses me out. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, I want to move. I wanted to move to San Francisco, but I don't know. I also am in a relationship now that I don't want to just leave behind. That um, is very fair. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to just uh, ditch her, but maybe eventually I'll convince her to leave with me. Um, nice. Yeah, chase the dream, man. Keep going. I want to, uh, but right for right now, like I'm able to work from home and uh, it's nine to five and that's fine. The other day I got paid to play rocket league, which I'm not going to complain about that. Spectacular. <laughs> How come? Uh, because uh, tech radar was, this was not for uh, peace. Actually, this was, um, a community, uh, tech radar has their own server now on rocket league, um, battlefield four and overwatch. Um, because they've gotten up with the publishers of those games, and uh, now they can do just like exclusively community uh, matches and stuff. Nice, yep. Um, which is really nice. And for like an hour or so, I got to play that, and they gave me the Steam key, so uh, that was a plus two. Is that a game you've been playing basically since launch, or are you just kind of getting into it now? I'm just kind of getting into it now. Actually. Nice. I'm really. You're enjoying liking it. it? Yeah, a lot. Um, and I like it on PC, especially because I get to like play my mu- my own music in the background. Totally. Are you playing like what kind of control are you playing on that PC? Um, I'm using uh, Xbox One controller. That's awesome. Yeah. So, like, why why PC gaming for you then? Like, why why cover that? And is it more just that was the? Um... That's what I fell into. Yeah. Didn't. That's not what I wanted to do. But what would you want to do? I, well, that's not what I wanted to do at the time. Oh, sure. That's what I enjoy doing now. Um, but at the time, I wanted to just cover um, games like IGN uh, type stuff, like just in general, like AAA, um, right. just writing features and news, opinions on games and um, whatever console is the newest and just like the more mainstream stuff. And I think PC is kind of outside that a little bit still totally Uh, just because like you know when you go to e3 you don't hear about new components being announced or anything like that um the the gtx 1080 wasn't announced at e3 
um, for obvious. Yeah, I want to know your thoughts on that. Like that was that was a crazy announcement, and even outside of the PC gaming world, it seems like everybody has reacted to this new video card. Yeah, I have my R9 Fury up for sale right now. <laughs> you nice. want to buy it <laughs> because I want, I'm gonna get the GTX 1080 when it comes out for sure. Um, because that's insane. Two Titan, the power of two Titan X's. It has me, and I don't, P- oh. I don't PC game really at all. I've got yeah. um, my PC is really built for like video and photo editing, so it, it's decent enough, but it's not like anywhere near that. And uh, the, an announcement like that, where you have such a powerful video card that's coming in at almost half the price of the now current like leading edge video card, like that, that gets me back into it i started out on pc gaming actually like right. way back in the day yeah. uh, i subscribed to pc gamer i would like totally obsess over like all the things that pc nice. gamers like obsess over and just wanting the latest stuff but being i was a kid back then but uh i saved my pennies and at one point i bought like a 3d fx video card it had 12 megabytes of ram in it <laughs> it was 700 dollars Wow. It was the top of the line thing. And then, yeah, I th- that was my first sort of encounter with you spend $700 on a video card and a year later it is worth nothing. <laughs> and I don't think that's going to be the case with the GTX. I right? agree. That's what's getting me back into this thing. Like that's that. what, it's getting a lot of people back into this. It's really exciting. Um, it's an exciting time for PC gaming. The, the new architectures are um, definitely showing... I'm curious to see how AMD responds to this. Do you think they can? Like, this just seems I don't. so advanced. I don't. I have an AMD uh, GPU right now, but I didn't, uh, like, it was given to me. So I don't know. Um, I, I'm definitely going to switch. I never wanted an AMD to begin with. I think AMD was always kind of behind anyway. Right. Uh, their most powerful uh, graphics card can't compete at all with... Um, couldn't compete before the GTX 1080 announcement. Um, and now that that's been announced, it's like, they're really far behind. Yeah, so are you sort of, like, well-versed in the in the technical side of it? Like, what is it about it that makes it so 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 much better and, and cheaper than you would expect? Like, this isn't just an iteration on previous architecture. Well, yeah, they changed the manufacturing process, so that's what makes it cheaper. Um, I don't, I'm not that familiar with it, but I know, like, there's... Um, they have a lower nanometer, uh, whatever thing. I don't know. I didn't read that much into it, but, uh, I know they just changed the manufacturing process and it's much easier to produce them now, um, yeah. which makes it, uh, more affordable. Do you ever think about like what it would be like to work there and just be like leading the team or even being part of the team to say like, this is the product that we're going to produce. We're not, we're not just making, cramming more into, what we already have we're changing everything and to to have the brain that is more than and i would be just like you like we gotta increase the nanometer something <laughs> or other. like yeah. what is going they, those guys are working on a whole other level than the rest of us <laughs> yeah they definitely are <laughs> i don't i don't envy it <laughs> <laughs> oh really <laughs> no i don't want to be part of that I, I i prefer to be on the other side and just ask questions <laughs> oh yeah more more inquisitive yeah, I would. I want to stay over here and just uh, fan out over it. And um, like, like I did an article the other week. Uh, I, I interviewed someone who's working on this uh, tablet called the Pyramid Flipper, which is supposed to compete with the Surface Pro. 
Uh, it's a small independent company f- built up of uh, past employees from Google, OnePlus, and um, some other some other bigger companies, and they're trying to make their own two-in-one. Um, and they like I asked, I was asking questions. We did an hour interview where they explained to me how they how they're making this device, and I was baffled um, yeah. by like the amount of effort, the amount of they had to meet with like six different factories and like go all over the world just to do it because uh you can't like get up with the administration online it's just like mm-hmm. a process um that i you know i don't envy how hard these people have to work oh my gosh uh, no kidding technology thank goodness for people like that though it's like same yes. with, yeah like thank 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 god this is your dedication to your life's work uh we're all very appreciative even though we just <laughs> take to the comment section and just 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 totally just rage out shit on your work <laughs> yeah exactly i wanted to i wanted to ask you like when did you sort of discover you mentioned the word uh inquisitive like when did you discover like that's what you wanted to do just as a general sampling have you always been asking questions like were you bugging your mom at five years old asking about like why is the sky blue kind of thing yeah actually um i yeah i guess so um I think I was more curious um, into technology uh, more than I was in general. Yeah. Just because, like, that's something I obsessed over uh, my whole life. Um, I always wanted uh, something with the the best graphics or whatever uh, as a kid, and I wanted the, the newest technology. Um, I thought touchscreens were amazing when I saw the, the first DS and yes. I was obsessed over touchscreens for a little bit. Um, and, and I know, like, Target had a kiosk with touchscreens, and I just wanted to go to Target so I could play with the touchscreen. <laughs> yep. Uh, looking back at stuff like that, it's like I was always curious as to how that kind of stuff worked. Were you gaming on the DS, or were you just kind of enthralled with somebody else's? Like, was that... Oh, no, I had one, yeah. Um, I got one really early, actually. Nice. Um, no one else I knew had a DS at the time. Uh, it was 2000, it was a year after it came out, 2005, so there wasn't much on it. Um, I remember I just wanted to play Pokemon Dash um, for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why I wanted to play it, but it looked cool to me, plus it had Munchlax in it. Did you have a history with Pokemon at that point? Yeah, yeah, Pokemon's been... Um, that's, a, that's, your, that's your jam. Yeah, yeah, I, I wanted to be, I wanted to be a copywriter for... Uh, the Pokemon Company. When How I w- did you even know that was a thing? I don't know. I was like <laughs> 10 years old. <laughs> like, who thinks like that? Like, I didn't even I know. know. <laughs> I've know. always talked about how, like, you don't know what jobs are out there unless you encounter them in real life. Like, you don't know that there's anything other than doctors, lawyers, and clerks at the grocery store. Like, I don't, I didn't know. I was always curious, so I would just, like, go online and research stuff. That uh, is incredible. That's a lot of that I spent a lot of my life doing that actually. I remember when I was like 8 years old and I first discovered or 8 or 9 maybe and I yeah. first discovered Wikipedia. Um I was on Wikipedia all the time. Uh I, I love would it. Yeah, I would I researched the history of all the Mario characters one time. Um and I don't know why, but that was always something I was really <laughs> interested in. And then I found out uh when I was a little bit older um that was it was actually a few years ago, maybe four or five years ago, I discovered uh Machinima's uh 
Uh, what is that that series? I, I don't know. They have a game history series, and I discovered that, and I was like, oh my god, this is heaven. Just for soaking me. it all in. Yeah, just all this information. And then I took a game history class at my school, and um, it was after I'd watched that, so I was always like the teacher's pet trying to answer all the questions. Was the teacher a nerd kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So where does it where does it sort of all start with you? Like with with games, you had the DS. You playing? You'd been playing Pokemon. I'm assuming on a Game Boy of some sort. Yeah, it, it kind of started with Pokemon. Actually. Yeah, um, that was when I was much younger. I, I remember my parents got me a PlayStation Two for Christmas, and I didn't touch it. It was more for my dad. Oh no. <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't into the PlayStation at the time because there wasn't much for kids to enjoy. There wasn't much to appe- that appealed to kids, yeah. and I was never I was never one of those kids who was like I really want to play Call of Duty, even though I I'm not old enough or whatever. I really want to play it. Like I was never interested, right? Um, and I'm still not really interested in a lot of like the military shooters right now. I just like story driven games. Um, Do you ever but- kind of like have, so? Sometimes I find. I definitely know that I have preferences and that when I try a new game, like, for example, I tried Persona 4 uh, not that long ago, but way after, like, it came out and way after it kind of blew up. I was right. late coming there. And so, like, I remember going into that going, this isn't this isn't my thing. I got to find out whatever, what the whole huffle up is about. Um, and it panned out. It definitely was a great thing. But they, I definitely have some some genres that are just, I just don't get. But I'm still yeah, not. Definitely. I still will not convinced never try them. Yeah. What are you saying about Bethesda? Wait, what did you? What were you saying? You you do try them? Or I you don't? do try them, but then I'm yeah. like, why did I try that? Like, I don't like these games. Like, I played I played Destiny, and I'm I might get a little hate for this, but I played Destiny. I and I don't know. I think I just built it up to being something that it wasn't ever meant to be. It was never even promised. Like, I think right. there were, people were talking about it being kind of like Mass Effect, where you can explore the galaxy and things like that. And yeah. I was definitely enthralled with the idea of, because I love space and Armageddon is my yeah. favorite movie. Um, I love the idea of just like traveling to another planet and like wandering around or like going to the moon. Like that sounded incredible to me. And that is then not what destiny is. I know. Like <laughs> I just, so I was, I was, I was setting myself up for, for disappointment. Um, didn't really get into the whole um, MMO, like the, all the multiplayer stuff. I didn't really get into any of that. And then, so that was fine. I kind of, I thought that I learned my lesson until The Division came out. And I'm like, everybody's so excited about this. I got to dive in. And I, I paid full price for a game that I think that I play, I paid for, or played for a couple hours, maybe five hours in. That's, that's how it was with Fallout 4 last year when everyone was hyping that up. And I, my girlfriend, my current girlfriend is like really into Fallout and I never, uh, could could identify with that. I never liked a Bethesda game. There's not a single Bethesda. I'm around, like I live near Bethesda right now. Yeah, and I've never liked a single game that I've played from them. I I picked up Skyrim on a Steam sale one time, and I was like, eh, this yeah. is all right, I guess. Like, and um, I get it. And that's yeah. like, like a lot of people are like it's the greatest game ever, and and I like it. Don't get me wrong. I I like I like uh, I played Oblivion. I I like it. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't think it's the greatest, but I think that that's okay for you to say that. Like, it's yeah. fine to have that, that to opinion. Have a, a differing opinion. Yeah. And, and like you said with the division, I was, I didn't even pick it up because I, I wasn't interested. I knew from the beginning, every trailer I had seen for it, I was like, uh, this is like, they 
made a military shooter uh, post-apocalyptic thing into an MMO, which I hate both of those things. Uh, um, so to, combined, it's like, eh, this is not interesting to me. But even um, if it's like the version of New York that you might enjoy, like totally calm, <laughs> like, well, different, <laughs> not calm, but, you know, not the... Not the, not the craziness, anyways, of the shopping and True, the, it was the just crowds. Really, it was it was too bleak for me and humorless. Okay. I think, um, which is like a, a big thing for me is I like humor in my games. Um, so I was like really into Sunset Overdrive when it came out. Oh, nice! Which I love that game so much. Um, yeah, and, I was really happy it came out with uh, Games with Gold because I'm getting very very lazy in my old age where like yeah. i've got the game i've got the i've got the disc it's just in the other room i just gotta go grab it but i never do and now that yeah. i have it digitally i'm like i'm pl- i will play that 10 times more right yeah so that, i always had it like sense. that's yeah, so stupid yeah that's that's how i am right now because i'm I buying everything on disc for uh the consoles and now yeah. I'm playing on pc like i play games a lot more so other than rocket league <laughs> like, what different. do you got on the go right now uh i bought the witcher 3 on sale um I bought GTA Five again the third time. I love <laughs> GTA Five, um, and and I like just that I can import my music because music is a big thing in my life too. Um, nice. So I like being able to import all of my um, terrible hip hop music. What um, what's terrible? I, uh, like I was one of those people who got who really hyped up uh Kanye West uh The Life of Pablo <laughs> uh, and I have listened to that album maybe at least a hundred times uh, <laughs> so are you excited for Assassin's Creed then like does a crossover work oh for my you? god I love that trailer <laughs> I loved it and when people were posting like here's a version of this trailer without terrible music. I was like, I like the original. I feel so bad about liking the original now. <laughs> I feel guilty for liking Kanye West's music, but I really like it. And you don't really feel guilty for it. I I do a little bit, but I don't. Oh man, that's so funny. Uh, how is your game, of, or how is your your year going for gaming? Do you feel like sometimes I like to take stock and go like like right now if I were to, if I were to measure, I think I probably played more games this year than any other year before. It's been awesome. But um, how are things they, going with you? So they rebooted Ratchet and Clank, and there's a new Uncharted. I'd say I'm pretty satisfied. Right? I know it's crazy. <laughs> uh, Uncharted is my favorite video game franchise. I have an Uncharted tattoo. Um, on not my, on the face. No, on my left forearm, <laughs> I have the sick Parvis Magna um, in, inscription from his from Drake's ring. I can definitely I get that sense from you. Yeah, uh, I love that franchise because it's um, it's Indiana Jones with humor and uh, with with this amazing dynamic between Sully and Drake that no other game is really been able to replicate except for the like the last of us every naughty dog game really right um or of recent memory um so i think naughty dog does really well at uh bringing character development into the game Mm -hmm. uh even even outside of the cutscenes, uh which is really cool because not a lot of games do that where the characters are having a conversation as you're playing right it's really cool. And it's like, rare oh, in that game. type of game, too. Like, you might see that in a role-playing game, but it's bogged down by 90 hours of gameplay as well. Right, and this is like a straightforward, linear, 15-hour game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's condensed in this way that makes it 
uh, like a, a roller coaster of emotions the entire time, um, which is what Naughty Dog does best right now. I actually want to go get on a roller coaster and shoot like a selfie video review, kind of <laughs> <laughs> try and get the whole review done within the whatever it is the minute or two that you have on a roller coaster. That's but I a- haven't figured out a way to not drop my phone or my camera or whatever I'm going to use. <laughs> so that's the last piece. So I want to start a, a YouTube series called Roller Coaster Reviews. And it's yeah. just because the, at the mall here, we've got a roller coaster indoors. So I could do it any time of year. And uh, it has two two spots where you go in like loop-de-loops. You go upside down. And I'm a little scared that I'm going to drop my phone at that part because the second one comes right after the first one. You actually black out a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, I could drop my phone in this thing. Um, where do you, you rank Uncharted 4 in the whole uh, book? I, I haven't finished it yet. I'm almost done with it. Um, I'll probably finish it today. Nice. Uh, Good plan. Three, 3 was my favorite. Oh, you're one of those. I'm one of those, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and actually, Golden Abyss was my second favorite. I know it's so good, <laughs> and it's longer. Um, and I gotta play I, that again. I love what they did with it. It was Uncharted One minus all the things I hated about Uncharted One. Um, yeah, there's a lot of hate for like the touchscreen stuff, and really, it was only like one battle that I thought that it was really holding bad. it up. To the light was hard because I played it mostly on the school bus. Um. <laughs> trying to be discreet to yourself yeah <laughs> i was i was having the same problems with severed actually i wanted to uh i wanted to play that on the bus into work but i'm like by the end like at the beginning you could kind of swipe across the screen pretty casually but by the end like you have very short amounts of time to get as many swipes in as possible so i was like frantic my forearm was burning i'm like i don't think this is bus safe for me i felt i i feel really bad that i'm not able to play severed um, because my Vita actually got stolen at GDC. Oh, no! And my 3DS. Come both. on! With all my games. It's... Like digital uh, games on there? I had some digital, but, uh, all my physical games are gone. Are you um, gonna replace them anytime, or is that just... At, like... at some point. At some point. I feel awful about that. Yeah, it was a new 3DS, too. Um, oh, come on! Um, and the Slim Vita. So, I'm pretty... Do you have any backups or like? I I stole my sister's 3ds yeah. or like she sent it up here and she doesn't use it uh, and it's also the midnight purple one which is beautiful. Oh sweet. Yeah, so I at least have that, but it's still like a tiny screen. Like I I have vision problems, which is why I wear glasses. Um, obviously. Well, I and... can go back to the normal 3ds. Yeah, hundred percent. I need the new 3DS XL back, and I miss having Smash Brothers too. <laughs> uh, I think so. I'm going on. I'm going to kind of funny live right away here, and I think Smash might be my 3DS game that I that I'll play the whole way. But it depends on who's around me. Again, that 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 can get a little frantic. <laughs> I don't know if I'll be smashing buttons. Pardon the pun. Uh, next to like some little old lady who's just trying to just trying to get to San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> so. We'll wrap up on this. I'm I'm curious as to like what are you looking forward to for the rest of the year? Like what do you think we have in store for the rest of 2016? You mentioned we have Uncharted 4. We've got a reboot of Ratchet and Clank. Like we've got pretty much I feel like pretty much everything we've been promised with uh, this generation and and all the sequels, all the familiar uh, aside from maybe Gran Turismo, which is coming soon. Like we have all the known quantities, maybe Gears of War, but like what what are you expecting? Like, do you think that this is going to be a banner year? Is this going to be like just a normal type of year? Like what are your, what are your hopes and dreams for the rest of 2016? Um, 
I'm really excited for E3 right now um, because I'm a tech guy. I'm really excited to hear about what that PS4.5 is um, and how Microsoft is going to respond to that. Right. Um, I, I'm not sure I'm actually excited to buy another PS4, mm-hmm. but I am excited just to see what it is. Um, I'm excited for VR. At some point, I want to get an HTC Vive. Um, nice. I've heard I, amazing things about the Vive. Yeah, I I played a demo of the Star Wars Tatooine game uh, at GDC, and that was pretty incredible. Oh, that's amazing. Um, that that sold me on the Vive as the VR headset I would get if I get one. Are you going to be on the floor at E3? Um, I'm actually not going to E3 this year. Uh, I want to go next year. Um, I'm just going to watch it from home, which is what I prefer anyway. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm glad that you said that because I feel kind of weird. Sometimes when I talk to people and, and they're all excited and, and, you know, it's a bit of a badge of honor, I think, for a lot of people, too, that they that they get to go. Um, yeah. I, I like to avoid crowds sometimes, like, I, and especially with these ones, like, I like to sit in my, like, just on my couch, put it on the, on the TV and just sit back, relax and scream up to my wife that they announced backwards compatibility. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, exactly. The other day I was talking to a friend about this and I was like, um, he asked me if I was going to E3 and like, I, I could go if I wanted to enough, but I, I don't want to, um, cause I've, I've watched E3, um, live every year since I was maybe 10 years old and I, it would ruin it for me actually going. It's a scary thing, right? Like you want to kind of keep it in the in the space in your mind that it is that it's in right now. Yeah, exactly. Don't um, ruin any sweaty people. You don't want to get sick when you come home. Right. And I went to PAX last year, and PAX was ruined for me. Oh I no! Out, I found out what it really is, and it's just waiting in line for three hours to play a game that I don't care about. Um, yeah. So I I'm I don't want that. I just want to watch the press conferences at home. Uh, I like GDC a lot, and a lot of um, I, I I was reading um, Sex, Drugs, and Cartoon Violence by uh, uh, what's his I don't know um, I forget his name, but uh, it's a really good book. It's about uh, ten years as a video game uh, journalist, veteran, and uh, he he was saying his favorite um, his favorite conference is GDC because it's not it's not crowded and there's only like a thousand journalists there um, out of 10,000 people and it, which sounds like a lot, but um, compared to something like E3, that's a really small amount. Totally. And you can get to everything. You can talk to developers one-on-one. Um, it gets more into the nitty gritty of the technical side, which I like going to going to that is a lot more amazing than hearing about it. Um, and E3, I feel like, is the opposite. I feel like hearing about it is a lot more exciting than going to it. I from agree. what I've heard. Well, I've, um, I've been to a bunch of Comic Cons. I've been to New York Comic Con a few times and San Diego. Oh, me too, and I hate it. Well, that's just oh. like the, the playing the games part is, for me, is probably one of the worst parts. Unless oh, you're definitely. at the Nintendo part where they kind of give you incentives to line up and they make games out of everything, of course. Um, but everything else, yeah, I don't, I don't want to wait like in line for an hour to play five minutes of Battleborn. Like that didn't make any sense to me. So I'm glad, I'm glad we could connect on this game. I feel better. (laughs) Why don't we close things off? Uh, Let everybody know where they can find you, where they can read, um, read your stuff. Where are you at in the internet? 
Uh, right now I'm on Tech Radar, but also you can uh, check out my Twitch channel because it's really experimental and weird. Um, I took a nap and I live streamed it last week. Um, it's <laughs> it's twitch.tv slash gamesplaygabe um, because I'm terrible at video games, so they're playing me. Um, That's great. And name. you can follow me on Twitter at thegabecarry. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for doing this, man. Thank you for reaching out. Thanks for having me. This has been awesome. Awesome. Thank you. episode holy let's close things out here thank you so much to gabe for taking the time and i'm sorry we we recorded this a little while back so sorry gabe for the delay in getting this out thank you guys for listening and it's big shout out time shout out to tim router from married to the games fiona mckinnon nikki powell gary gray daniel crowder tim nestor justin masson zach erickson and jesse waldack from the nintendo dad steve tilly noah todd greg kozlowski who just started kind of fit go join that facebook group Kaylee Woomer, The Kinda Honeys, James and Josh from the Life of Gaming Podcast, PJ Biddle, Arctic Sloth from the PlayStation Report, Ray and Lee and Rebecca from Nerd Overdrive, Bobby and Alan and Toby and Holly from the GeekCast, Brock from Brock D. McLaughlin. I'll be writing some form of review for you very soon. And of course, how could I do this whole shadow thing without mentioning my boy Seamus? Hit me up, Seamus. We're going to do something after E3, okay? We're going to do it. So that's it. That's the episode, guys. Thank you again for listening, for being here. Thank you so much. Uh, please, if you like this podcast even a little bit, hit subscribe. Come back next week. Tell a friend. Find me on Twitter. Of course, Sean like Connery, Capri like the pants. And we, the GamerCast, <laughs> at we the GamerCast. You can always send in your emails. Let me know what you think of the show uh, or ask any questions. We can do some some listener questions. Next week, I won't have quite as much to talk about, <laughs> I don't think. We'll be gearing up for E3, so let me know, guys. What do you think is going to happen for E3? Let's actually, let's make that a thing. I think, I didn't write this down. This is just happening, totally organically. Uh, this is the question of the week. We're going to do it from now on. Question of the week. Predictions for E3, send them into WeTheGamerCast at WeTheNerdy.com. If you got them in Twitter form, you can do that at Sean Capri, Sean Connery, Capri like the pants, or at WeTheGamerCast. Let's do it. Let's hear those predictions. It'll be just in time. And, uh, oh, remember, we the, we, the nerdy, host this podcast. So be sure to go there every single day. Bookmark it. There's great reviews and opinion pieces. And if you're even a little bit into comic books, it's probably, like, no joke, it's probably one of the best websites on the internet for comics. Um, there's some really incredible stuff going on, and we just have a ton of content going. Uh there's a couple things here I'll tell you about. You can go on there and check out the rest. A review for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Bebop, and Rocksteady Destroy Everything. That review is by Marshall Bruno. Uh, and there's also a great piece by Henry Wong called The the New Marvel? Question uh, mark. Just kind of exploring where is Marvel now? What the heck is going on? Do you do you like where Marvel's at right now? Maybe Maybe you're with Henry on this one. I don't think he likes it too much. Um, what else? Let's close it out with this. Subscribe to Nerdflix and Chillis, another podcast that I'm doing. So We the Nerdies movie podcast with myself and Gary Taru. Every week, Gary and I, we see a new movie in the theaters and we talk about the trailers that we saw. And the best part is really six degrees of con air. We dig back into 
an old our old movie collection to watch some retro stuff and they're all in a way connected all the way back to con air so last week was pretty awesome we our episode six was x-men colon apocalypse and me myself and irene was our six degrees of con air uh we also did an x-men apocalypse sorry x-men colon apocalypse spoiler cast that's episode 6.5 so look forward to that i think on the bigger episodes we'll do do a bit of a spoiler cast and by bigger episodes i mean the bigger movies god i need a drink of water we're gonna close it out i've said that three times um oh no we're not (laughs) got a couple more things to tell you guys we're gonna open that show up to guests we're gonna have some of you some listeners come on to uh nerdflix and chill just like we the gamer cast love just opening this thing up and just chatting about the stuff that we nerd out over uh so we're gonna do that but we're not just gonna open it up to anybody if you want to be part of nerdflix and chill share the podcast either the itunes link or the youtube uh, it's on we the nerdies youtube if you guys just share that with five of your friends you can tag them on facebook or on twitter that gets you in <laughs> that'll pretty much get you on the show. So if you want to go ahead and do that, that would be incredible. It's a great way to to grow that podcast. We're kind of building that one from scratch. So it's good times there. Lastly, you can also find me on If We Ran Nintendo with Bobby, the Nintendo Guru Pauls. And it's just, that's one of the best shows. It's tied for first among the three shows that I do as my favorite. Uh, this last episode, we took every week we do two topics. This last episode, the two topics were if we ran Nintendo, how would you handle YouTube, Twitch, and online streaming? So I know that that's a hot topic for a lot of Nintendo fans. And also the second topic was if we ran Nintendo, how would we handle mobile games and how would we monetize them? And so we go into... A detailed discussion about that. I, of course, come up with the best answer there, but you have to listen to If We Ran Nintendo. Uh, you can go over to the Nintendo Guru YouTube channel for that. Or, of course, it's on iTunes and other podcast stuff. Bobby, I'm sorry, man. Is it on Stitcher? I don't think it's on Stitcher, but it's on SoundCloud. YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes. Holy crap, this is enough. Otherwise... This is episode 33 of We The Gamer Cast. It is now in your ears. Thank you again for listening. I will be back next week, which is E3 week, and I hope you're going to be there too. Now it's time for Jason! 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 Sean! 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 Jason! 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 Jason!